Okay, welcome back to OTBN 365, everyone. I'm Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports. This is Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for all your comments and support along the way. You guys are the best. Um, so yesterday, Wednesday, was a, a, for the middle of May, was a shockingly uh, active sports day. A lot, a lot of a lot of things happen. Most most things happen, you know, off the field. Not not that you know. You got the MLS going. You got the WNBA going. You got the NBA going. You got the NHL hockey playoffs going. You know, not that there's not a ton of things going on on the field, but off the field, so to speak, was 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 busy too. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll kind of get into it here. So the first thing, and I, I really thought this was the biggest story of the day. This is one of the. I mean, it's one of the biggest stories ever. You can't you know you can't um, deny that. It's the equal pay for the men's and women's United States world cup teams. And this is huge. You know, the, the, it, let's be honest. It's been the, not, not that the men have fought it, but it's been the women fighting for this for year, because years, because they are the ones, you know, with the um, discrepancy. So, you know, they've been saying for a long time, like this isn't right. You know, not only are we winning championships, not only are we winning cups, not only are we doing all this, but, you know, but and but we're taking a, a much less percentage of the pay. So the uh, the federation came out and said they they came to a collective bargaining agreement. It's going to be equal pay across the board. You know, for both teams, they're going to pull the prize money, any prize money they win, men's or women's, they're going to split it. They're also going to upgrade, you know, women's facilities and get them, you know, up to the level of what the men's are. That's been a big part of this is the training facilities. That's it's, it's that wasn't all about money. A lot of it was about training. They're going to upgrade women's training facilities, which is just fantastic, you know. And and it, it was an obvious. I mean, it's ridiculous because, you know, your argument can't be that well the women, you know, don't bring in this and don't bring in that, and you know the fans and you know that was the argument. Well, yeah, but how are they going to get? How are they going to get to the, that level if they're they're constantly being held back by lesser training facilities and access to this and access to that? It's, it's, it's ridiculous, especially for how great and successful the United States women's soccer program has been for over two decades, three decades. It's it, it was a shame, and I'm, I'm I hope this is a right that righted a wrong. And uh, and another great thing here. You know, there's going to be $22 million in back bay to the uh, the women's side of things. So I have no problem with that either. They've earned it. They deserve it. Um, this is a this is a positive to me, and I'm I'm glad it happened. So congratulations to the U.S. soccer in general. Like this makes everything better. This does this doesn't take away from somebody and hurt somebody. This doesn't. This isn't a case of bringing somebody down. This is a case of like make the entire program better men's and women's across the board it's it's good for uh it's good for everything so uh, congratulations us you actually might have done something decent <laughs> let's just let's just say it for a second the united states might have done something decent for a change it up it's it's, uh, it's pretty cool uh pga championship begins today on thursday not much to say except for it's in southern hills it's in tulsa oklahoma Tiger Woods won there in 2007. Tiger Woods tees off. 46-year-old Tiger Woods tees off at a 9-11 at 9-11 a.m. this morning, Thursday morning, uh, as you're listening. So that that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's you know, I've it's it, this is literally someone that I've grown up with. We're the same age. He's slightly younger, and you know, he's a, he's a legend. He's a sports legend. We all know about everything that he's he's put himself through and he's went through over the last you know decade. 
And any, it's just, we're at the point now it's where, Hey, Tiger's playing golf. Let's, I just, I just, I just thankful for it. I want to enjoy it. I hope he has a, a, a good, healthy tournament. I always hope he wins. I'm, I'll, I'm a, you know, unabashed Tiger Woods, you know, fan Homer, maybe not a fan. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to judge anybody's life. I, I, I understand that he's uh, made steps and mistakes. You know, I take that for what it is on the, on the course, always a Tiger Woods fan, always rooting for him. He's, he's one of my favorite all-time athletes. I'm glad he's out there playing still. And uh, so that's that's today. And uh, you know, well, I'll have more updates throughout the week, but obviously the tournament hasn't started yet, so I don't have a lot to tell you. And then, um, so what you're used to. Yeah, they played an NBA game last night. So uh, Golden State Warriors versus and the Dallas Mavericks started their Western Conference playoff series. And just like everybody said, Dallas whooped Golden State or not <laughs> golden state came out and they looked like the golden state of 2015 16 17 they were running around like bees out there they were making big shots they, they were rebounding they were playing good defense it it was a, a classic effort they really stepped up they stepped it up you know and this is what i noticed like you just watch steph curry out there again an- another legend that we're watching you know, still watch play in real time. It's awesome. And Steph still just, he finds a way to carry this chip on his shoulder. Like you can, you can just see it on his face, you know, in the, in the dances after the shots and that stuff used to irritate me years ago. And now I, now I watch him and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting it. This is a guy that you can clearly see watch, you know, watched everybody give Dallas their flowers for, you know, th- you know, two days, three days going into this. The talk has been nothing but about how, what are you going to do with Luka Doncic? And, you know, I'm sure – and you could just tell that Steph is like, you know, man, I'm, I'm not I'm not gone yet. I'm not retired. And he came out and, and played with a fire and was running around, had, you know, had Brunson tied in knots out there. It, it was really impressive performance across the board from Golden State. Uh, th- that's what I noticed. Dallas just – you know, Dallas I, – I mean, I thought they would come into this, be a bigger team, kind of push them around a little bit, wear out Golden State. And I thought that early in this game, you know, Golden State had like a 10-point lead in the first quarter. But I thought, was that it? Did they? Sh- I even tweeted it. Did they shoot their shot? Was this it? You know, were, were they, you know, were they going to give give them everything they had? And then we'll see. And they looked – and then, no, no, no. They, they got their second win in the second half and ran away with this thing. And, you know, basically what I said was, if you're going to get more rebounds, assists, and shots, you're, you're going you're gonna to win most basketball games. And that that's what they did. It was uh, Golden State won one twelve to one eighty seven or to eighty seven. Pardon my <laughs> speak. There. They did not score underneath up with one twelve to eighty seven. Golden State wins. You know the the story is you know Doncic only six for eight field goals, six six for eighteen field goals, twenty points. But the thing about it is he only gets eighteen shots off, which means solid defense. And it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't just Draymond like covering him. It was a team defensive effort. Really impressive by Golden State. They. They, it was uh, it, they they've always been underrated for their defense. They were through their run. They they still are now a, a great technical defensive team, and they did a, a great job last night. You know, Brunson gets sixteen shots off, six for sixteen. That's exactly what they want. They they want Brunson six for sixteen every night. They'll win this series if they get that out of him. You know, it's it, needless to say, all the plus minus across the board are <laughs> minus for uh for Dallas. Just uh just not a great offensive game for Dallas. Um. At all, they shot. Uh, I believe they shot. Let me see here. Got all kinds of stats up here. Probably too many. They shot thirty six percent for the game. That's not. It's not going to get you very far. Uh, again, uh, Warriors only. The Warriors shot fifty six percent field goal for the game. It wasn't even Warriors' best offensive game. 
Um, that that's what's scary. But the three point percentage percentage for Dallas, which is what they, you know, live and die with, twenty two percent. So again, it was because of perimeter defense. This wasn't a team getting cold. This was perimeter defense and being harassed. You know, the Warriors across the board. You know, great games. I mean, it it was it wasn't as much the points. Like Curry has twenty one points. You know, it, it but it was the way he did it. Uh, Poole comes in. Just love watching this this Jordan Poole kid has. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call him a kid. This Jordan Poole man has been. It been awesome. He scores 19, but eight for 12 shooting. That that just kills you when a guy comes off the bench. You know, gives you 26 minutes and eight for 12 shooting. That 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 buries the other team. They got a really good six, at least at, at least a six man lineup, seven man lineup at Golden State that really uh really is is clicking right now. You know, Thompson was Thompson was a little better. I was pretty hard on him after the last series. He was a little better in this one. You know, seven for 13, 15 points, but he was he was pretty active, pretty good, pretty good defensively. I don't think he's going to hold up. For the series, I think that I think he will come back to the pack. Uh, that uh, he, I, I believe that they will be able to expose him. So I'm by no means saying Dallas, you know, is dead in this. I'm st- I'm sticking with my pick. But Golden State looked; they turned it up a notch. They they executed. They turned it up. They're they're just a smart, smart, well coached basketball team. They they did everything they needed to do. And again, I'll, I'll say it just like I said in Miami Heat last night: Is Dallas dead? No. But now Dallas has to win four of six. Golden State has to win three of six. Like it's some the math is 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 hard to get by. You know, I, I just I'll say the the simplest, easiest, dumbest thing I could say: a win is huge in the NBA playoffs. Just get the win. Uh, there's there's just not a bad win. I, I'm sorry. So Golden State's a leg up, and now Dallas has to figure out how to win four out of six against a very very good uh, Golden State team, a much better Golden State team uh, than I saw coming into this. Uh, so a couple other things that happened, uh, just w- real quick, we'll, we'll go through them here is the, the NCAA college football or the NCAA committee told college football that their conference champs, basically the conferences can decide their championship game matchup, however they want. That's essentially what they said. It doesn't have to be just a two division winners immediately, you know, that had an effect. So it said it will relax its restrictions immediately. It, you know, it didn't take long the Pac-12 announced that starting this year, the conference title game will be the two highest winning percentages, which that's important because highest winning percentages means now you're, you're bringing in your out of conference schedule into it. So it's, you know, so, you know, that, that's, that, that's, what's big about this. You, they, you may lose two conference games, but you still may go to the championship game. So uh, they're trying to get the two best teams. And I think that's the right thing to do because, Especially like a, a conference like the Pac-12, who has has been down a little bit as far as as far as the national title conversation for a while. They just you just want to get get your best chance to get a team in the playoffs. And what does this do? I, you know, we y'all know I'm an Ohio State fan. If you don't know I'm an Ohio State fan, you've literally never listened to my show. Did a great show with Locked On Buckeyes again coming up coming out next week. Jay Stevens, shout out to Jay Stevens, uh, big big fan, uh, great content creator out there. And this this allows a team like Ohio State, like last year, like. Ohio State would go to would have went to that Big Ten championship game instead of Iowa, plain and simple. So it it that that's what it's going to allow is to their conference can try to get their best shot at uh, their um, playoff team. So that that's all that did. But still, it's another one of these rules that's like duh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, oh wait, you want to give us you want to put the two best teams in the conference championship game? Oh wow, even if they're in the same side of the bracket? Oh wow, that's man, that's. Really, really astronauts over there at the NCAA keeping up with this, uh, you know. So, uh, 
you know, that, that's a good rule. I like it, especially again, I'm an Ohio State fan. It only benefits the you know, teams like Ohio State. It only benefits the big boys. Speaking of the big boys in college football, this came across my bow late. I'm going to talk more about it through the week, but I want to leave it out there for everybody to listen to and everybody to talk about is that Nick Saban at a, he was at a presser. I don't, I don't have, let me see. He was at, I, I, it was, I think it looked like kind of like a town hall meeting situation. I caught it really late and I was like, what did he just say? And he actually said, he said, we were number two in recruiting last year. Texas A&M was number one. And Straight up said, I'm quoting, they bought every one of their players. So I'm like, whoa, you talk about, you talk about, a, I mean, I'm serious. Like, when you have the greatest college football coach of all time deliberately saying a team, and I don't care. I understand the NIL, you know, is, is legal now and all that. But when you say a team bought players, that, that has a ring to it. That has a connotation to it. That is a sh- an absolute direct, that's, you know, torpedo at Texas A&M program. And a side, you know, it's a side eye to the Alabama boosters. Like uh, we were number two in recruiting. Um, wink, wink. Like you know, this is what, this has always been saving. At the same time, he's act like he, he plays like, he sits on his high horse and acts like he's playing the, we're doing it the right way. But what he's really saying is, we need to learn how to do it the other way better. That's what he, to me, that's what I hear. Anyway, that, that's a huge story. I don't even have enough time to get in to all this, but I just wanted to put that out there because it happened and it's in the conversation and I'm probably going to tweet something out about it today. So basically, you know, Nick Saban saying, you know, um, it, it's on, it is on. Cause it, but then he says on the, in the same, you know, the same token, he says, you know, my players only made $3 million last year, but they did it the right way. So now we're we're in a college football situation to where play, hit, uh, players on a college football team are making three million dollars, quote unquote, right way. It's amazing, amazing time we're living in. Got to get you caught up on my uh, my passion, my NHL playoffs. Finals finals yesterday. The Hurricanes in overtime beat the Rangers. Of course they beat the Rangers in overtime. They to take a one zero series lead. The Flames. Beat the beat the Oilers nine to six. I would imagine two Canadian teams. Here, here's my hockey take for the day. Here is my hockey take for the day. I think two Canadian teams dislike each other. I, I bet the Flames and the Oilers is a heated heated hockey series, and they probably don't like each other. There's not a lot of Canadian teams left, uh, and the Calgary Flames have a great logo. There you go. There's Jeff's hockey take for the day. Series. Both series are one zero, and Calgary Flames have a badass logo, and I don't think they like the Edmonton Oilers. There you go. So that's all the ho- that's all the hockey news I got for you today, people. Um, and I know it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, a lot to digest. My NHL takes, but uh, you know I joke about it. But they are the, the playoffs are awesome. And next week at this time, we're going to be talking about awesome game sixes and get game sevens and all these things. It's it's exciting. But uh, you know, truth being told, it is they they are doing a great job. MLS, you know, is, is was was hot last night. I don't know much about the MLS, but I it's a good league. So watch MLS. WNBA is kicking uh, a lot of great things in sports, and I'm just here to bring you some of it. Uh, appreciate your time today. I appreciate you spending, you know, any time you can devote any any portion of your day to me i I really appreciate it uh things are going well over here so that's uh otb in 365 for the day remember go check out all the content creators over at off the ball network i'm jeff and i'm out